0: Today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022, and Joe Biden is lighting the American dollar on fire. Your savings are worth less. The George Washington greenbacks in your back pocket are worth less. Joe Biden has waged war on you. His inflation is blowing up the American dream. New highs for inflation, 40-year highs in fact, 7.5% inflation overall. That means your dollar is worth 10% less than it was a year ago. Can we carry on as a nation? No, we cannot. That is why 38 Republicans are demanding Joe Biden take a cognitive test. It's why the army has released a report damning the Biden administration for the deadly slaughter of the Afghan pullout. And it's why Joe Biden's job approval has cratered below 40% in the real, clear politics average. And we're gonna cover it all on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. CPI, headline number up six tenths of one percent,
1: up six tenths of one percent. You guys, inflation is still running hot. This is the fastest consumer inflation, the fastest rate of price increases we've seen for just about everything since February 1982. The headline number for you, seven and a half percent.
0: So 7.5%, and that is, of course, on headline. You have to go to 1982 to find a higher number Is it by design? Truly, ladies and gentlemen, you must ask the question. At some point, at some point, when you have a prescient, incessant, and continuation of a problem, you must ask yourself, It is it by design? Is it happening on purpose? My child has an issue. She keeps shoving stuff in the toilet. That's right. She'll take a little toy, I have a one-year-old, and she'll put it in the toilet. Now, the first couple times she does it, she thinks that it's interesting, it's unique. She doesn't know what the toilet does. She's still in diapers. But after the 15th, 20th, and 90th time, she starts thinking it's funny. It's by design. My kid wants to put stuff and shove stuff down the toilets because she thinks it's funny, and she likes to get under my skin. At what point does someone like me as a parent start to think, well, maybe I should put a lock on all the toilets in my house. Maybe we should start considering why Joe Biden is putting our economy purposefully in the toilet. The Federal Reserve We should begin to start thinking through what type of monetary policy has the Federal Reserve been following over the last few decades. Has it been something that is designed to actually destroy the America we know and love, to humble our country as our ruling class wishes to do, by eroding the value of the American dollar, Through the most vicious and yes, the most racist form of taxation, the most pernicious form of destruction of what you have worked for and built, inflation. This morning we found out that inflation is now 7.5% year over year. That is a 40 year high, ladies and gentlemen, and now the alarm bells must sound. Inflation soared over the past year at its highest rate in four decades, hammering America's consumers and wiping out pay raises, according to the AP. The Labor Department said that consumer prices jumped 7.5% last month compared to 12 months earlier. That means that your dollar is worth approximately 10% less because of Joe Biden the most harmful thing that has ever happened to your saving accounts has been Joe Biden the most dangerous thing that has ever happened to your salary to the money in your pocket has been Joe Biden you are worth 10% less your retirement is worth 10% less because it commands 10% less in value on the open market. What is a dollar worth? A dollar is worth what you can find at the dollar store. Simple economics. You walk into the dollar store with a $1 bill and you hand it to the cashier and you say, I would like this widget. And you grab the widget. That is the free exchange of goods. That is scarcity. That's the economy at play. The dollar store raised its prices to $1.25, making this illustration perfect, all but perfect. Your dollar is worth 10% less. The dollar store says your dollar is now worth a quarter less. These are approximations, cocktail napkin math. That's what the dollar store says. And that is what the data says from the AP. Over the past year, sharp increases in the cost of gas, food, autos, furniture have upended many Americans' budgets. Economists estimate that the average household had to spend 300 and, sorry, 3,500 more in 2020 to buy incidental goods and services. That is a tax tax the highest tax increase in my lifetime. I'm 35. I was born in 1986. Working-class Americans are getting destroyed by Joe Biden's economy. I will repeat, the people getting killed in this economy are minorities, poor people, and working-class people who live paycheck to paycheck. These are the same people that the left claims is their base. They claim that these people who they see as low information and easily malleable to be their base, but these people are waking up in the great awakening. They want the great reset. That's why they're doing this. They are getting the great awakening. The CPI inflation rate at year one of U.S. president's first term in office President H.W. Bush, 4%. President Clinton, 3%. Bush, 2 3%. President Obama, 0.02%. Very low. President Trump, 2%. 2.7 to be exact. President Biden, 7.5%. Look at the chart on your screen. Look at it this is the cost of free. This is the cost of free money. We have, for further illustration, a chart of inflation rates around the world. Can we put that up? Japan, the inflation rate is 0.08%. Saudi Arabia, France, the Philippines, Singapore, you start edging up into the fours and the fives. And then the U.S. right there between Mexico and Poland. At least we're not Venezuela, but we're on our way. 472% inflation. The U.S. near the very bottom of the barrel, near the very basement. And you should be concerned. You should be scared, ladies and gentlemen, at what is about to happen. They are trying to claw the dollar out of its preeminent status. They want to replace it with the yen, the Chinese yuan. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our show today to thank our sponsor. We are broadcasting from the Birch Gold Studios here in Tampa, Florida, and we just want to thank Birch Gold for being a supporter of our show. Ronald Reagan, arguably the greatest president in American history. He saw this 40 years ago, massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the only people that I trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold then you are missing the boat. Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has your life vest. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA. That's what you want. With thousands of satisfied customers and an a rating with your Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text Benny to the number 989898 now to get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This is a comprehensive 20-page guide that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it now. Text the word Benny to 989898. That's Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, to 989898. They want to humble America, and to do that, they must cripple our economy and collapse our capacity to make powerful decisions on the world stage. And they will do that by hurting the most vulnerable people in our economy scott adams says inflation is a stealth form of systemic racism because it hits low income people the hardest the rich take a hit no doubt when the dollar goes down everybody's savings if whether you have a million dollars in savings or 10 dollars in savings become worth less but the rich can watch their assets rise in value with inflation let's say you own a couple mansions or if you own a jet, or if you own a bunch of cars, the value of those go up. Most poor people and working class people don't own mansions by definition, or jets, or dozens of vehicles. They can repay their existing loans in cheaper dollars. Rich people can get away with rampant inflation and can sometimes profit off of it. George Soros, is the story of a man who bets against markets and for the crippling of people's currencies. He did it all around Europe. He did it to the British pound, and he made billions doing it. He's an evil man, and he destroyed people's lives. He's a villain. But he did it through inflation and through debasing their currency. They passed along price increases to their customers That is the number one thing that rich people are allowed to do. If you own a service or a store, you can pass those along. In the book Lords of Easy Money, Christopher Leonard says this. He wrote about the Federal Reserve and how they are rigging the American economy with free money, making our economy worth nothing. Inflation is a two-sided coin. On one side, the consumer inflation... That's inflation you experience at the grocery store. On the other side is asset inflation, things that hold value like stocks and home prices. Consumer inflation is running rampant. Asset inflation has also been exploding thanks to the Federal Reserve. This is what happens when the Federal Reserve becomes the lords of artificially inflating Wall Street at the expense of Main Street. While working people are getting slammed, if the asset bubble bursts, the fallout will crush middle-class America by And like never before. The last time the inflation rate was this high, the federal funds rate to get money was at 11%. Right now it's at what, 3%? Are you ready for it to triple? Are you ready? This is what is about to happen. The era of free money and blowing money into the economy has all destroyed the once preeminent American economy. We are now watching the slow and steady crapification of the American dollar, and you are able to see it in every element of life, every single aspect of life. My wife comes home with a grocery bill that is astronomical, She says we would spend $300 on groceries a month when we were living in D.C., not a very cheap place to live. Now we spend $300 a trip, almost $1,000 a month. Here are the inflationary rates for various prices. Have you filled up your car recently? Every single gas station in Tampa, everything, every single gallon of gas is above 4 dollars Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline his first day in office. I started off the segment by asking, is it by design? You answer the question. Fuel and energy prices rose 1% in January. They're up 27% from this year. Gasoline costs 40% more than it did last year. Food prices have climbed 7% higher over the year, pegged perfectly to inflation rates. Used car sales and truck prices, a major component of inflation increase, are up 40%. Shelter cost jumped 0.3% for the month and 4% year over year. There is nothing that costs less in Joe Biden's economy. Joe Biden has summarily destroyed The number one most important thing we had going in our country, our American dollar and the value of our economy. Joe Biden has and is at this very moment stealing from you in the most pernicious and vicious type of taxation available According to Milton Friedman, the worst of all taxes is the tax of inflation. It is silent. It steals from you and the value of your work without anyone passing a law or signing a bill. It is something that takes and takes and takes, and it will be brought to heel. Decades from now, we are about to enter bad territory as a country, and it will take so much austerity to get us back to the point where inflation comes back to the 2% you saw, President Trump, the 0.02% you saw, President Obama. It will take a generation. It will take measures That you cannot fathom right now. And it will take guts. Do we have it? Is the question for our party. The question for the people who wish to save America, which is all this podcast is about and all this show is about. Is do you have the guts and the iron in your spine to do what is necessary to right this ship? It will not be easy. It will not be pretty. The media will scream like demons when you start to cut entitlement programs, when you begin to shove entire government agencies into the Potomac, when you decouple DC, destroy it, when you rip Washington, DC, and the agencies out of Washington and put them in the states where they belong, or eliminate them entirely, when you reduce the size of the federal government by half. And then you quarter that. And then you reduce that by a third. And when you hand the power back to the only ple- the only people who constitutionally have a right to it, which are the states, go read the 10th Amendment. You don't have to read it. I'll be happy to read it for you. I have it before me right now. The 10th Amendment Constitution of the United States, 1780. 89 this was the amendment 10 of the first original 10 amendments congress got together they bashed their heads in they really really went to battle a lot of people 13 colonies didn't like each other and let's just say that the system that they started this nation with were not working they needed to create a bill of rights that bound the congress together that bound the states together. Otherwise, they were going to fraction off and the American experiment would have collapsed then and there. The Tenth Amendment is the most important one, some could argue, especially from the perspective of our founders. Madison would be in deep agreement. The Tenth Amendment states this, the powers not delegated by the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it, to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. Most important part there at the very end. Meaning that the first nine amendments of the Constitution is a purview that the federal government shall not encroach on, right, like the Second Amendment, or shall protect, like the First Amendment, free speech, freedom to assemble. And the Tenth Amendment says... Hey, listen, if you don't get the right to protect or to administer in these first nine amendments, then those rights go to the states. We need to get back to that. Making the states laboratories of democracy, crippling the power of the federal government and then allowing flourishing. But it is because of the power of the federal government that we have this inflation and ladies and gentlemen, these numbers are shocking. People on MSNBC, I just saw a clip on MSNBC. We didn't get to it in time for the show. But people on MSNBC, the experts and the economic experts there, who are only, their only job is to in, uh, inflate, for lack of a better word, the Biden administration are saying, no, 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 you don't understand. This is the number they're releasing. It is much, much, much worse. They're releasing this number, they're fiddling with it, because they know that inflation is what will, is a sword that will kill them. It hangs over their head like the sword of Damocles, and it shall fall. And when it falls, it will hit the lowest income people in this country, it will hit the working class, and they've all looked up to Canada to see what happens when the working class says, we are through with you won't be pretty, ladies and gentlemen. But what do you expect? What do you expect? You can see in story number two exactly why this is happening, because we do not have a living man as president right now. We do not have somebody who is anything more than a mannequin, a semi-warm corpse that is dragged quite literally at times by his wife, through the White House, Joe Biden does not have the capacity to be president. It's fun to joke and to poke fun at Joe Biden, say, ha ha, look at you, old man. But it's having a profound effect now on the future of your children and mine. As many little toys as my kid shoves down the toilet in our house, Boy, I sure do love her. She's my kid, and I don't want her future and everything that my wife and I are doing to save for her and to provide for her. I do not want that to go up in flames. They do, our elites, wish for us to be helpless in the face of an all-powerful government that takes over our lives and then provides for us. That means they have full control of our lives. Joe Biden probably ain't smart enough to know the game at hand, the game at foot. But boy, is he a useful houseplant as the game is being played. That's why Republicans are demanding that Joe take a cognitive test immediately. 38 Republican lawmakers wrote to Joe Biden to demand he take a cognitive test The GOP says something is not right, and Americans deserve absolute confidence in the president. Ronnie Jackson was the White House doctor. He asked for Joe Biden to take a cognitive test. Now, he's a White House doctor who is a member of Congress now. He's a Republican. He's elected. But he was Joe—forgive me—he was Barack Obama's doctor. He certainly saw Joe Biden up close as he was Barack Obama's doctor. He worked inside of the administration of a Democrat. He worked inside of the Trump administration as well. Ronnie Jackson had this to say about Joe Biden's mental state. Clip one.
1: You were the White House physician under
2: former President Trump. Why do you want this president to take a cognitive test now? Look, Stu, I was at the White House longer than that. I was at the White House during the Bush administration, the Obama administration, and the Trump administration. I was there for 14 years as a White House physician. I know exactly what it takes mentally and physically to do that job, and I think that it's on on full display for everybody in the country and everybody in this world to see right now that President Biden does not have the cognitive ability to do his job right now. He's continued to get worse and worse. I sent a letter back in June of last year requesting that he have a cognitive test done as part of his annual physical exam. This was before he had his physical exam done. He recently had his physical exam done. There was, a, there was no mention whatsoever of any cognitive testing. And I'm, I remind everybody that we did this with President Trump. We set the precedent. We did this because of the outcry from the liberal media and from mainstream media and from the far left to the, that the president should have a cognitive test as part of his evaluation. The, the precedent has been set and President Biden needs to step up to the plate. He needs to have this test done and they need to provide these results to the American people so we can have trust and confidence that, um, that he's capable. The American people should
0: have absolute confidence in their president. They deserve to know that he or she can perform the duties as head of state and commander-in-chief, Ronnie Jackson says. Is he right? Of course he's right. The American president was never supposed to be a god-like administrator with such incredible powers over our economy and our administrative state. But the administrative state grows like cancer and metastasizes over and over and over again. The skeletons of our founding fathers are spinning at an RPM unheard of in their graves as they watch. The administrative state that they so deeply warned against assume powers that maybe even King George never even considered. Powers to mask your children. To demand that you take medicine you do not want. The power over the food that you eat, the air that you breathe, the fuel that you use to heat your home in the winter. The power to destroy your savings with the stroke of a pen and a bump of a point by the Fed. It's evil. And if somebody has that type of power, at the very least, we should go about destroying the administrative state. But at the very least, we should know that that person who runs the administrative state is indeed of sound mind. Ronnie Jackson says that Joe Biden is not of sound mind. He says that the House Republican letter that he wrote cites instances of the president forgetting the names of his senior cabinet members misreading clearly marked figures, and even suggesting that Joe Biden has shown symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. The Alzheimer's Association lists changes in mood and personality, including being more easily upset as one of the 10 signs of mental decline, Jackson wrote. You know, we've all turned on the TV and watched Joe Biden snapping and lashing out and getting frustrated and getting moody. You display this type of mood change during a cabinet meeting on January 24th, 2022, when you apparently did not know that your microphone was on and you called a White House reporter and a son of a bee. Family show here. We're not going to say the naughty word. But he called Peter Doocy a son of a bee. In the letter, he pointed out how former President Donald Trump, who was apparently given the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, M-O-C-A, in 2018, when Jackson was the commander-in-chief's doctor. Trump had repeatedly bragged about acing the test designed to detect symptoms of mild cognitive impairment, such as early-onset dementia. When Biden was asked to take the test on the campaign trail, here is how he responded. Clip 3.
1: Have you taken a cognitive test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh?
0: Are are you a junkie? What do you say to President (laughs) Trump who... Maybe that anchor could use one of Joe Biden's free crack pipes in order to smoke his crack that Joe Biden accused him of smoking. The drugs that Joe Biden accused him of using there. What an insult. We don't play that clip enough. A black anchor says, why don't you take a cognitive test, old man? You are clearly failing. And Joe Biden says, you're on crack like my kid. Well, well, well. Joe Biden got the last laugh, giving out free crack pipes. Ah, but just for the fact checkers out there, we will let you know that the administration has now rescinded uh, the free crack pipes, and they will no longer be putting crack pipes in their drug kits, according to a announcement yesterday. Great, you know, nothing says uh, the country is nothing says the country is taken off like an administration saying we will no longer provide pipes for you for crack. Nothing says the uh, it is morning in America again, as Ronald Reagan would say, Then we have decided against free crack pipes. Ha! Unbelievable. We believe that regardless of gender, age, or political party, all presidents should follow the example set by President Trump to document and demonstrate sound mental abilities, the lawmakers wrote. Yes, I also agree that there should be an age limit on how late you can run for office. I think we can decide on an age limit that after a certain age, you should just not be allowed to run for president. There are age limits for how young you can be. Why not? How old? Why are there age limits on how young you can be? Well, because you want someone to be of sound mind and of sound experience. Well, wait a second. How are we not looking into the later years of someone and saying the same thing? Why not? Other legislators who signed include Elise Stefanik. It's a big deal. She's a member of the leadership in the House. And it particularly includes, I beg your pardon, I'll continue uh, from what Ronnie Jackson says in his letter. This particularly includes forgetfulness in ordinary tasks, which you have clearly exhibited in your tenure, Jackson writes to Joe Biden. A recent poll conducted by Politico Morning Consult found that 49% of Americans disagree that Joe Biden is mentally fit. (laughs) 50% of the country doesn't think you're mentally fit. Dude, you are done. The largest share of respondents, 37%, said they strongly agree that Biden is mentally a fit. Okay. 37% of the country must watch MSNBC or CNN or be otherwise deeply misinformed or have no no eyeballs at all. Maybe they have early-onset glycoma. We should get that checked out. Number of Americans who express concern with Biden's brain in the mid-January survey is up a couple points to 48%. The confidence in him is dropping dramatically. 46% said in November that the president is mentally fit. A six-point decline. Biden suffered two brain aneurysms in 1988. Why don't we talk about this while vying for the Democrat nomination? He had surgery to treat the life-threatening conditions. He also had a heart condition, which makes the muscle beat too fast, causing dizziness and confusion. It's known as an atrial fibrillation. America's oldest president, Joe Biden. The risk factors that naturally come with age are a concern. The chances of dementia doubles every five years after the age of 65, and one in six people have it by the age of 80. We have for you a compilation here. It's clip two. Not to insult Joe Biden. Certainly, we love poking fun at Joe Biden. But to truly ask the question, who are the evil people inside of Joe Biden's life? We're looking at you, Jill, and you, Hunter, and all of you, venal leeches of power. And we're asking, why would you do this to the sad old man? he has had a hard enough life. Send him out to pasture, as they say. But no, you insist on dragging them before the cameras of the world, and then this happens. Watch and shame on you, all of you, who allowed this to happen.
1: And to help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, 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 I've ta- I've, excuse me, I've tapped uh, Dr. Tom, in- I hope I pronounce it, in- 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 Inglesby, correct? When you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the American Oil Company back in the turn of the, in the 19, 1920 in that area, they went from ga- state to state convincing people that they put, allowed them to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. Come walking out of the gym if you want and you may get jumped by the other team or they're supporters you may be all by yourself the only one standing there when you watch six people jump one of our teammates I won every precinct I got them 1.9 trillion dollars relief so far they're gonna be getting checks in the mail that are consequential I wrote the bill on the environment pay them more 1.2 billion so you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on,
0: on, on, on a forklift. What happened? You stack spaghetti sauce at the store. What happens? The man or woman with the what? That was Joe Biden during the campaign. On the campaign trail, we played you those clips. We showed them to you, and you didn't listen. And now the administrative state is realizing that they have themselves in a pickle. Joe Biden is mentally fragile and collapsing. He is destroying the opportunity that they're having with his own incompetence to totally and completely remake the administrative state. Now that state is lashing back out at Joe Biden. They're saying we got the wrong guy and we are humiliated and this isn't going to go well for us because we cannot get what we want when there are 100 new Republicans in Congress in a supermajority to investigate and study us, to rip us out of our rat holes and to drag us before the country and expose us, people like Dr. Fauci. They're already promising with Republican supermajorities in the Senate and the House to finally do proper investigations into the administrative state. And with the right leader in the executive office, well, that's all you'd need to finally disassemble that that administrative state that has been rotting in Washington, D.C. As Dwight Eisenhower said, There is something very, very wrong with our permanent state in Washington. He was shocked. That was 70 years ago. Now, that same shocking state has metastasized to the size of a blob that has engulfed the entire capital city. I lived there for 15 years. Trust me, there is not a single part of the city that is not fully owned, lock, stock, and barrel, including some of your favorite Republicans that you see on television, the Mitch McConnell wing of the party, by the administrative state, the permanent state of the Uniparty in Washington. And they're realizing that Joe Biden ain't their man anymore. So they are coming after Joe. They are issuing damning reports on Joe from inside of their organs. That's right. The United States Army is now attacking Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, the Army has released a report, a damning report, about Joe Biden on the Afghanistan disaster. Do you really think they were going to let this hang on their heads? No, no. They're coming after Biden, and they're coming in hard, and they're coming in for the kill, ladies and gentlemen. The Army is saying that the Biden administration's catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan last year is the fault of the White House and the State Department, who were too late in reacting to the Taliban's final offensive, according to the Army's own report. Senior officials failed to understand the significance of the Taliban's push towards Kabul and resisted efforts by the military commanders. Again, we, the military commanders, are the good guys, according to the new report. They failed to prepare for the evacuation of the embassy staffers. Remember, the embassy staffers had to flee on helicopters, like in Saigon, in the weeks before the Capitol fell. And American troops involved had been put in great danger due to the unpreparedness. This is in a 2,000-page investigative report by the United States Army under the command of, yes, one Joseph Robinette Biden. Here is how NBC covered this damning report. Clip four.
3: Now a damning new report blames the Biden administration for being slow to evacuate U.S. citizens and Afghan allies, according to an army investigation first obtained by the Washington Post. One national security official saying an evacuation would signal, we have failed. According to the report, three days before Kabul fell, Rear Admiral Peter Vasily, the top commander in Afghanistan, sounding alarms to acting U.S. Ambassador Ross Wilson. But another military official telling investigators, the embassy needed to position for withdrawal and the ambassador didn't get it. Congress has now ordered a broader investigation. The report also citing testimony from an army officer who went door-to-door at the US Embassy on August 15th, the day Kabul fell, urging staff to get ready to leave, but says some were quote intoxicated and cowering in rooms. The military is saying very clearly that the State Department was very slow unwilling to recognize the urgency of evacuating the embassy
0: the fundamental problem is that we decided to leave afghanistan precipitously without a plan to get people out and um that's everybody's fault
3: tonight dozens of americans are still stranded in afghanistan along with thousands of afghan allies including many women protesters at risk but not permitted by the u.s on the flights taking people out
0: A fatal flaw with all of our ruling class elites is that they have no real world experience. They do not understand what it's like in a coal mine or working at a gas station or working at a fast food chain. They do not understand what it's like breaking their backs and ripping calluses off their hands in real labor. Neville Chamberlain famously held up a agreement with Adolf Hitler for peace in our time in the lead up to World War II, and in the lead up in the most savage assault on Great Britain, London, uh, has ever experienced in its history. They bombed downtown London. They burned it to the ground. But just Months before, Neville Chamberlain holds up a little piece of paper saying, peace in our time, Adolf Hitler will not attack us. And then the bomb started falling on the orphanages in London. And people started cowering inside of the subway stations for shelter, clinging to the thought that maybe that was the night that a Nazi bomb would pierce inside of the tube station and kill them all. Thanks, Neville Chamberlain. A perfect example of the ruling class getting it wrong. Winston Churchill, certainly a member of the aristocracy, but a man who went and fought wars, a man who was deployed, a man who saw military combat, he pegged Hitler for exactly what he was, and then acted accordingly and with resolve. The problem with Afghanistan is that you have a bunch of Neville Chamberlains running the Biden administration. The Biden administration is staffed with absolute morons who have spent their time inside of think tanks and prestigious study groups at universities across the world and have never spent their time inside of a foxhole or inside of a mechanics shop. They do not understand how the world works in reality. They understand how the world works in theory. And they are bashing their heads against their books, trying to figure out why the Taliban are no longer following their orders, you morons. 13 dead Americans at the bloody hands of these incompetent, translucent skinned idiots. They are cruel. They're incompetent. They're not fit to send your boys and girls into battle. And they're getting our sons and daughters slaughtered. That is what the army found in their report. The army report obtained by a FOIA request by the Washington Post said that American troops were under undue stress. As thousands of Afghans streamed to the airport in desperate attempts to flee Taliban rule, U.S. officials praised the bravery of troops but criticized the administration's handling of the evacuation. Left behind hundreds of Americans and Afghan allies. Neville Chamberlain, ladies and gentlemen. Neville Chamberlain. No real-world experience. Just the patina of the elites and the leftists saying well this works academically we will simply give hitler large pieces of land and he will stop yeah we will simply give the taliban millions of dollars pallets of cash bricks of gold and they will do what we want nope military officials told army investigators that although the operation appeared haphazard Planning inside the Defense Department had been ongoing for months. This is the Army covering their ass. Discussions presumably included uh, Bagram Air Force Base for evacuations and sending Afghan government forces to help secure the road there, Marine Corps Brigadier General Farrell Sullivan said. But a decision was eventually made to only use Karzai Airport for outbound flights. Idiots. This is why Joe Biden's job approval rating has dipped to the lowest you have ever seen it. It is now below 40% in the most recent Real Clear Politics poll. Why is this significant? Because real clear politics is a accumulation of all polls together. The Biden approval rating is at the bottom of the ocean. It is sleeping inside of Jack's bed on the Titanic. In the belly of that ship, Joe Biden's job approval rating has dropped below 40%. Let's listen to the story. All of this comes as public confidence in President Biden seems to be hemorrhaging further. The president's approval ratings for the first time have slumped into the 30s. His 38.3 figure in the Real Clear Politics average of polls compares poorly to the last three presidents at the same time in their first term. President Trump was at 42 percent, President Obama at 48 percent, and President George W. Bush 81 percent in the months after the 9-11 attacks. Biden's real clear politics average job approval showed the president at 39.8% approval compared to 54.4% disapproval as of Wednesday morning. This is the first time Biden's job approval rating has gone below 40%. He's only been in office for a year. This equals a net negative of 14%. He has dropped by 14%. (laughs) Ah! it's done the administration is over you cannot have that he's finished the president's first year in office has been plagued with bad poll numbers the consequences of poor decision making as we just covered in our last segment afghanistan but also in the segment before that inflation and the supply chain crisis and the crime crisis the Real Clear Politics poll averages the numbers from multiple sources. That's what makes it so damning. In fact, last week, former President Donald Trump's job approval was higher than Biden's in their second year in office. So, at the exact same time, in President Trump's first four years, charted out, mapped out right over Joe Biden's then term, Donald Trump had a higher job approval rating. And this is with Joe Biden's boots being squeaky clean because our media lap dogs are taking their tongues and lapping up every bit of mud from the boots of Joe Biden. They are boot lickers. Could you imagine if we had a fair media that covered Donald Trump? I'm coming out with a shirt. It's just going to say life was better under Donald Trump. And it's not hard to argue. Sure, you might not have liked the tweets. There might have been some drama that was unnecessary. So much of the drama was fomented by our corporate press, who decided that irrational hatred of Donald Trump would be the way to go. Unfortunately, and as always, the corporate press was acting against the best interest and will of the American people by doing this. And now you've seen the result. Your Savings are worth 10% less. Your dollar is worth 10% less. Your president has a Quinnipiac approval rating of 33%. He's getting our boys and girls slaughtered in Afghanistan with his incompetence. And he may even get us into a war with Russia and Ukraine. He's protecting the borders of European countries, pseudo-European countries, but he's not protecting our border. And this is why people say resign. What you can see here on the screen is a poll from USA Today Suffolk. Why is this important? Well, the pollsters are liberals. These are not right-wing polls. This is not a poll from Breitbart.com, even though that would be a legitimate poll or The Daily Wire. This is not a poll from Tucker Carlson tonight. This is a poll from leftists. USA Today, Suffolk University, left wing pollsters said, in your view, what is the most important thing for Joe Biden to do over the next year? And the number one response by. Two to one. Was resign, retire or quit. That was the most important thing Biden could do. Leave us alone. Leave office, you old, syphilitic, decrepit failure. Quit shuffling around the White House in your mustard-stained bathrobe and your mothballed policies your dentures wobbling around in your mouth, and your face full of Botox. Leave. You've done enough damage. This poll was done in November. Imagine what that is today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we fight. This is why we do this show. This is why we say God, family, country. We tell you straight up what our job is here. It's to save America. And to save America, we must save America from America's ruling class. The permanent class in Washington that want free money because they got theirs. Now, we're reading reports that Nancy Pelosi is is in favor of stock trading bans for members of Congress. Guess why? She's 82 and she's already worth hundreds of millions of dollars from insider trading. She got hers, screw y'all. Now we're in favor of this, but we're also in favor of Nancy Pelosi being prosecuted retroactively, by this law. Nancy Pelosi, the most corrupt among them. But that's the goal, ladies and gentlemen. The octogenarians that run our nation, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, these people have got theirs. They were able to strip mine this country for everything it was worth at your expense, rip the value out of your hard work, and lash your back with regulations Mandates and policies that cripple the things that made America great. These people, they got what they could. They sucked the last bit of blood like a tick, like a parasite, out of this country. And now they're good. Their kids are good. And you will be left with a shell of a nation unless we do something now. And now is the time for strong men. Now is the time... For tough decisions, and now is the time to save America. We're going to go about it. And we're going to do it. Uh, and, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be our legacy. We're very, we're very, very proud of this. And, um, you know, we're not going to be in our eighties. I'm in my thirties. We're not going to be in our eighties saying, "I wish we had done something to save this country." No, no, that's a sad place to be. That's where the miserable, sad, broken people are. We're going to do it now. And we're not going to regret in our older age. Like I see many people today, I'm not going to name them, many people today coming to me and saying, we wish we had done more when we had the majorities, when we had the power. And now it's up to you to fight back because we did nothing. That's right. So we're going to do something. God places us all on this earth for times such as these. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for following our program. Thank you for following us on social media. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please like the page. Please follow along. It's going to be a fun and wondrous journey. We are happy warriors because we know what we're fighting for. God, family, country, and to save America. God bless you. Have a fantastic Thursday.